Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. It's Jessica here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of I Just Blank Now What the Podcast. We are wrapping up July and our first month of season three, and we have another awesome episode to share with you today. Uh, But before we do that, I just want to take a couple minutes and share some awesome reviews that have come in for the show. The stories on this podcast are a great representation of humanity. We've all had those moments. Jessica does a great job of digging into our humanness and celebrating triumphs. And that one is from J.R. Max. Thanks so much for that review. Here's another one. Jessica is a great interviewer, getting to the heart of her guest stories and finding the learning in each journey. She has a variety of guests and topics, so there's something for everyone. Definitely a new favorite. Thanks so much for that one. Colleeny Beanie. Um, And here's another one. I love Jessica's podcast. I just blank now what? What a great name. Jessica has great interview skills and amazing guests with heartfelt stories. I can usually relate or know someone who has experienced the same trauma, whether it's a big T or little T trauma. We have all had those moments in our life. Highly recommend it. Thank you so much for this five-star rating. Um, Yeah, everyone, I love reading your reviews. Thank you so much for sending them in. If you are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, go and leave a review for me, please. It means so much to me, and it helps other people learn a little bit more about the show from other people's perspectives and definitely helps us move up the ranks in the algorithm world. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for everybody who shares the episodes with others on social media and for tagging me. I really appreciate it. So take a screenshot of this. This episode right now, post it to your stories and tag me at jess.loves.life and do a little shout out for me. That would be fan-freaking-tastic. But without further ado, let's get to this episode and we are talking to Tisha Reed and she is sharing her I just froze in fear (laughs) now what story and this one is super relatable as I mentioned in the first episode of the season and my imposter syndrome you know this is a similar angle to that but she was really talking about you know fears and how they were making her not move in her life and her business or even something as simple as posting video content of herself. So definitely check this episode out. I'm sure many of you will be able to relate because we all have so many fear monsters that are kicking around and going through life with us. So that is it for me for now. We will see you at the end of the episode. As always, I really love and appreciate each and every single one of you. And to all the new patrons of the show, thank you, thank you so much. I'll see you on the Patreon com website for interesting fun behind the scenes content have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting good or bad and said to yourself or out loud oh my gosh i just fill in the blank now what me too friend me too i've had quite a few actually and in the moment i never knew what i was going to do next of course i had to figure it out sometimes the hard way but i did figure it out So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own I just blank now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what?
Hey friends, are you having a I just feel sluggish now what moment? Me too. And when I'm feeling a little low and need to pick me up, I turn to the Arbon 30 Days to Healthy Living program to help me reset. It's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. The 30 Days to Healthy Living acts as a reset in establishing healthy habits so you can get more energy and feel fit with clean vegan nutrition. Arbonne's mission is to empower people to flourish with sustainable, healthy living. So the 30 Days to Healthy Living set and program are specifically designed to do just that. It helps you identify foods that might not be serving your body well, while you focus on adding nutrient-dense, plant-based whole foods into your daily routine, creating sustainable habits for a healthy lifestyle that lasts. So if you want to get started on your path to healthy living with our number one nutrition set featuring nine plant-powered products that make healthy living easy, head over to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and click on the healthy living tab and check out the program. Join me each month as I help dozens of people feel fit and their best with this amazing program. It's definitely not a diet, it's a lifestyle. And if you want to live well and feel fit, join us on the next 30 Days to Healthy Living. So head over to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com, check out that Healthy Living tab, and let's help you go from feeling sluggish to feeling great. All right, well, hello, Miss Tisha. Hi, Jess. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to come on the podcast with me today. And I'm honored that this is your very first podcast. It is. Thank you so much for having me. So we're going to just literally dive in to this great conversation that we're going to have today. And, you know, off the top, obviously, I just read your bio to everybody so they know a little bit about who you are professionally and what you do. But I always like to have guests share a little bit about themselves in their own words about them. Like, who's who's Tisha at home? What what do you like to do? Tell me a little bit about you. So Tisha at home likes to watch Grey's Anatomy 5,000 times. (laughs) I know every surgery. I know every line. I know everything about this show. And that is the only reason why I have Netflix is so that I can watch Grey's Anatomy (laughs) almost every week. (laughs) Are you like an OG? Like, were you watching it back in the day when it first aired and Meredith and Derek were babies? (laughs) Yes, the whole pick me, choose me, love me, iconic line. I have the board game. I have. Oh my God, there's a board game? I had no idea. There, see, there is the board game. This is, I am a Grey's Anatomy diehard. <laughs> Got it. I cried when Christina left and, you know, it's it just hasn't been the same for me since, but I still watch faithfully. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite character? Christina. Christina. Yeah, she Christina, was. Christina, yeah. She's definitely how I sometimes like to envision myself. Like what would Christina do in this moment of uncertainty? Christina would be, you know, the badass that she is and just move forward. So (laughs) I relate to her quite a bit. I love it, I love it. Yes, and you know, as as someone who is part Asian, I really did love seeing her as a main character and super strong. Mm. And I guess we have a few other similarities to Christina too. Like we don't have children and she didn't want them. you know, she was very career focused. So I guess, yeah, there's a few things about Christina that you embody in real life, right? Yes, because that's exactly the stage that I'm at right now. Really focused on the career. I have several, 
several lovely nieces and nephews. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of them comes in <laughs> during this interview. She's four, so she might make an appearance. But, you know, they keep me very fulfilled so that I'm able to focus on growing my career, especially as not necessarily a new entrepreneur, but someone that relaunched their training business recently. Okay. Well, so let's dig into this story and then and we'll learn a little bit more about that. So today you are sharing, uh, I just froze in fear. Now what yes. story? Um, and I love, I love this topic because I think it's so relatable to so many people feeling fearful of doing things and then really not knowing what to do, how to move forward. And it was kind of the whole purpose of this show. So I think this topic really resonates with a lot of our listeners who are here to, you know, get those tips and suggestions and life lessons from other people. So rewind the tape for us, take us back to when you felt frozen in fear and you didn't know what to do or how to move forward. What was going on? Um, I think a lot was going on at that time. I had just came back from working on the cruise ship. So I was a training and development manager for four years on board the cruise ship. And I remember coming back because, you know, I felt like there wasn't a lot of opportunity for growth. And I really, I just remember one day I was, you know, dreaming and it, it just came to me that I'm going to have my own training and development business. And this was way back in, I want to say 2013. So this was almost 10 years ago. And that's, seed was planted there. And I just, you know, I knew the name of the business. I was going to call it Building Tomorrow's Leaders Today. I knew exactly like who my client was going to be, etc. But I knew that I also needed a little bit more time to get it together. And I couldn't do it while I was working on the cruise ship. So I decided at that time, you know, I'm going to give it one more year. Also, I had met somebody and, you know, the plan was for both of us to come back home to Canada. He was in Jamaica, but he was going to come here. And, you know, we'd start the life together, right? And I would get this amazing job that I can save up money and I can, you know, build towards my my business, et cetera, et cetera, and be loving and happy and all those good things. So, of course, that didn't happen. <laughs> so what instead happened is, you know, me and my ex broke up, which was a devastating period at that time. And when I came back, I had assumed and believed that because I had so much skills that I developed on the cruise ship and, you know, years of experience that I would be able to get a job like that. And that didn't happen. Right. So that really started to affect my self-esteem, started to affect my confidence in myself and started to really pull me back from walking forward into, you know, starting the business and really being confident in my abilities, even though at that time I probably had about, you know, about 10 years training and development experience under my belt by then. I want to say about 10 to 12 years. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that would probably be the start of it. And so, you know, in, in addition to heartache with the personal life, I experienced a heartache in my professional life because I really didn't expect it to be so difficult to get a job. And so that kind of, I feel that's what started the downward spiral in that sense towards the, am I good enough? What am I really doing? You know, do I really know what I'm talking about? There's so many other people that have been doing this and, you know, I've seen them thriving because I only see what they show. And, you know, I don't think I can do this. And so that's where the fear probably really took hold. And it stayed there for, for quite a few years, to be honest with you. Yeah, that imposter syndrome is 
a wicked, (laughs) wicked, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to call it disease because it really just like infiltrates your mind and then spreads all through your thoughts and your actions and literally handcuffs you and freezes your feet in place for you to feel like Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't confidently know if I'm walking in the right direction. So I'm just not going to move and go anywhere. And who am I to think that, you know, people will listen to me or I'm good enough for this. And I can completely relate to the ending of your relationship and the stalling of progressing your career happening at the same time, being that a bit of a double whammy of rejection. Yes. And then also what was happening is, you know, my sister, one of my sisters ended up, she was pregnant and she just got married. And so, and then another good friend had a similar status, you know, she met her husband abroad and, you know, it was kind of parallel to what we were doing, but her situation thankfully worked out for her, but mine didn't. So it was like, all of these things were happening around me. And I was just like, what is going on? (laughs) Like, it was just a mess. I was a mess. And it took me a very long time to get over that. But, you know, once you start seeing the light, there's some hope. You know, I always say I have a personal mantra that every day that passes is another day closer. And so you can add on to what that closer is for you. It could be, you know, to you buying a house. It could be to you getting that dream job. It could be to you getting married. Whatever it is that you are wanting for yourself, that's really what kept me going. Is just, you know, repeating every day that passes is another day closer. And that really pushed me through some dark times. So you said you were kind of in this frozen state for, you know, a, a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like? Explain what frozen felt like for you. Frozen felt like it really felt as if time was moving for everybody but me. And not only was time moving, I felt like I was regressing. So, you know, as much as I was trying to, to move forward, And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, the two steps forward, you know, three steps back, I really felt like everything was happening in reverse for me. And that's such an unfortunate feeling, especially when you're fighting with yourself, because I knew that I was good. You know, deep down, I knew that I was good. I I knew that I was great or else I wouldn't be hired by these companies that I worked for before. I wouldn't have this idea of starting my own business, you know, and even just looking at, I keep a way to go file. So all like, you know, my past performance developments and, you know, any testimonials or any feedback that I get to remind me that, you know, I actually do have the skills and the talent of what it is that I think that I do. And so, you know, it, there were times when I just felt like I couldn't move, but seeing everybody move forward was very frustrating. And there was a bit of resentment towards myself, not necessarily towards other people because, you know, they're living their life, but towards myself. And, you know, oh, if I didn't do this decision, you know, you start questioning your past decisions instead of Mm -hmm. just saying, okay, you know, I did the best that I could with the information that I had at that time, right? And so therapy, thank goodness, (laughs) has taught me to, you know, to to move past that and to forgive myself for what I did, I guess, in survival mode, if that's what it's called, but, or in fear mode, and uh, really fight to move forward and push myself to just continue moving and not really trying to focus on, oh, well, this person is now getting married. That's what I wanted. Or this person, you know, is thriving in their business. How are they doing it? This is what I wanted to do. And really kind of saying, okay, this is where I am. How can I do what I can do today and start building on that? 
but yeah, being frozen was horrible. It, it's, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. And I also think, you know, when you're frozen and you feel like you can't move, your head swivels really easily mm-hmm. and you just start looking over there and looking over here and looking at what they're doing and looking what mm-hmm. she's doing. And that's when that cycle of comparison, which we yes. know is the thief of joy, the thief of joy, exactly <laughs> uh, layers on top of some of that imposter syndrome too, and literally mm-hmm. fuels your imposter syndrome because you're now seeing the achievements of others. And instead of using it as inspiration of like, oh, look at her, she's doing it. Mm. I can, do, I can, if she's doing it, I can do it. It's she's doing it and I'm not. Yes, exactly. It's interesting because I would say there's a why not me in the sense of why isn't that happening to me? You know, I can do it as well. And then there's a why not me? I deserve it. Let me go make that happen. So I had to move from the first why not me into the why not me? I do deserve it. How can I get it? And that's how I started slowly pushing through and breaking out of this frozen fear that I was sitting in for so many years. And, you know, once you do that, and also once you figure out what you're supposed to be doing, because the fear would also have you looking at things that are not aligned with what it is that you're supposed to be doing, right? Because there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of doubt, there's a lot of I'll just take what comes to me because you're trying to just get your bearings and move. But that could be also very dangerous because that's also setting you back, right? So once I decided, you know, why not me? I can do this. I will do this. And I will have everything that I deserve and I desire. And being very clear on what it is that I'm supposed to be doing, that's when things started lifting. It wasn't immediate. It still took quite some time because you're fighting the imposter syndrome, the insecurities that have built up that are very strong because, you know, they've done their their work, their damage. And so you're fighting against that to go back over to the other side to say, you know what, this is what I deserve. So I found that once I made that decision and once I really decided what my purpose was and I was in alignment with that, things started to move forward. I started to thaw out, get more confident and start building more. I love that comparison of those why not me's, right? It's kind of that difference between, it's just a literally a shift in energy, Mm -hmm. right? So they say that your body goes through the exact same physical reactions when you're scared Mm -hmm. as when you're excited. Yes. I just read that today, actually, somewhere saying that instead of your body like reacts to stress and challenges the same way. So it's how you're framing your mind. Mm-hmm. right and using that energy yeah because yeah. like when you're terrified and you're scared you're gonna start to sweat you're probably yes. gonna break out in hives <laughs> you're gonna start like breathing your heart's gonna like be pumping yeah when you think about like when you're excited about something your body does the exact same thing you start mm-hmm. to sweat you know your skin gets a little tingly your heart's pumping yeah. and racing and it's a feeling of excitement so it's really just about how you tell that message to your brain is like, exactly. you're not scared, you're excited. Exactly. Just reframing the thought that comes up. Okay, so you start to thaw out. I love that word. You're like, yeah, I start to thaw out. <laughs> what were those kind of first baby steps that you did to move in a direction now that you kind of also, as you said, discarded the things that you knew were not your purpose or were literally just a distraction? And you were like, you knew the direction. Mm -hmm. What were those first few steps in that new direction for you? I think one of them was turning 40. (laughs) You know, because throughout my 20s and my 30s, that's 
you know, I started my 20s very confident. Like you couldn't tell me anything. I remember specifically I was walking. I worked at a call center. That's how I started my training and development career. And I remember I would just walk. You know, when you're confident and you're wearing heels and you're young and you just know your stuff. And, you know, I remember walking through there like, not necessarily that I own the place, but I own my position, you know, and as I continued in my path and, you know, somewhere along the line, things started shifting and going down, right? The confidence started going down, the fear started seeping in. And so I really had to, I think when I turned 40, that's, and I hear that this is what happens when you turn 40, that's it. Like gloves are off. You really, you come into yourself, right? And I really think that that day, when I woke up, I just said, you know what, enough. <laughs> I said, enough. I don't have as much time as I would like to think I have. And so I can either spend it like this or I can do what I'm destined to do. Right. And, you know, I really, I don't want to say wasted because it's not necessarily a waste. You're learning yourself, but I already spent a lot of time in a place that caused me a lot of mental trauma. Some of it on my own, doing it to myself. And I just had enough. So my 40th birthday was the turning point of just saying I'm done and really moving forward from that. I love it. Yes, I totally agree with you as and as thinking back to my 20s and starting my career and you know how I showed up same thing mm. office high heels hair done yes. outfit and <laughs> and I think as young women of color in the corporate world we use that as our armor. Mhm. Right to go into battle of what are we going to be facing in this very male dominated industry or very mm -hmm. white dominated industry to prove ourselves. And we've always been told as women of color, you have to be twice as good, yeah, twice as fast, much. half as much, yeah. all the things. So, yes. you know, the clothes, the shoes, the hair, like all of that, I, I use those tools just like you did to like beef up my own confidence mm -hmm. to get me through, which was great. But as you also, as you age, you realize that those are just exterior things. And at, yes. and at a certain point, the high heels don't work anymore. Or the hair exactly. or the shoes. As a matter of fact, the high, the high heels hurt. <laughs> yeah, the high heels are now hurting you, right? Exactly. And then, you know, going through the 30s and now in, you know, our 40s, yes, this is like truly the decade in which you really mm -hmm. are your authentic self. Yeah. I love it here. I really do. <laughs> me too. 40s have been fabulous for me. So you turn 40, you're like enough's enough. I've mm -hmm. kind of used up the the bank of time that is allotted for pondering and, mm -hmm. and you know, ruminating. It's time to move. Yeah. What did that look like for you? It looked like me really getting serious about my business. And even then, it still took a bit of time because I had launched my business or I started it, I, I want to say 2017, in the midst of this whole whole thing. And, you know, I'm the type of person that I was like, I have a great idea and everybody's going to love it and it's just going to be easy. <laughs> Never, no. <laughs> That is not how it happens. And yet every single time, that's what I convince myself. That's what's going to happen. And I'm disappointed every single time when that's not what happens. And so when I started in 2017, I didn't know what I was doing at all. And again, you know, being in that mindset of fear and of lack, I kind of said, maybe this isn't for me. And so I went back and then, you know, I applied for jobs and everything like that. And so I want to say in 2020, 
I really started reconsidering launching the business again, you know, going through COVID, going through, you know, a stint of depression, as I feel many, many people have probably gone through and are still going through, still battling, and just decided that I don't want to do this anymore. I really want to work for myself and I feel like I have more value to add being on my own. And I knew it was going to be hard, but this time I understood how hard it was going to be. So I was mentally prepared for it. Whereas the first time I was just going in rose-colored glasses. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be my own boss. It's going to be great. (laughs) People are going to love me. People love me as a trainer. You know, people love me. So I didn't think it would be that that difficult. So now that I know what what I'm up against, I'm able to prepare better and mentally adjust my mindset. And so that's really how it kind of started and how it's been going. And, you know, one thing that I've always done is I hate being on camera. I don't mind public speaking because as a facilitator slash trainer, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I'm good at that. But I hate as soon as I see that red light, it's it's over. (laughs) I freeze. I stutter. I go to my safe words. I'll be be okay. I, I just don't like it. And one of the things that I've realized in this day and age, especially in the digital day and age, is that's something that I would have to get over. And one of my business partners for my other business, my production company, I, ironically, I own a production company and I don't like being in front of the camera. I did that cross that, that thought you know, did cross like, my mind as you were mentioning that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, the irony there. But yes, I'm glad you called yourself out on it. Yeah. <laughs> my life was full of irony. When I worked on the cruise ship, I didn't know how to swim. But I was teaching safety classes. I just felt that the crew would save me, you know, like they would, if anything happened on the ship, they would rescue me. (laughs) So (laughs) I was confident in that. There's a department for that. Exactly. Not mine, but but I knew where to go. And so, you know, here in this digital age, I didn't want to be on camera. I didn't want to have to film myself talking about my business and Again, one day, and this was a battle that was going on for months with me and my business partner. She's like, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to do it. So whatever it is that you're going through, you just need to push through it. And I said, okay. And that was the fear again, coming back. Right. And one day I just woke up and I got dolled up and I said, okay, I'm going to shoot some content. And I did a reel and I posted it and I got really great responses. And I was like, wow. Oh, okay. (laughs) I can do this. I didn't die. I didn't die. That was literally my thought. I was like, I didn't die. I didn't die in the comments. I didn't get any DMs saying, what are you doing? That was horrible. All the things that I thought was going to happen did not happen. And all of the good things happened, right? And so that gave me the confidence to say, okay, I can do this. I can put myself on camera. I can speak to what it is that I know. And I can also include my humor. I just recently did a reel where I was talking about the different types of training participants, (laughs) which got a lot of good feedback because I think everybody was either one of those participants or knew one of those participants. And I just felt kind of free. Once I did it, I just posted it. I posted it and I ghosted. (laughs) That's what I do. I post and I ghost. And then I'll come back like the next day or like hours later and I'll very slowly open up the Instagram or, you know, the TikTok and I'll be like, oh, okay. Okay. This, this works, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say, you know, in this interview right now, you're doing great. 
Thank so you. <laughs> good for you for pushing through the fear because I know right before we hit record, you're like, I'm so nervous. I'm like, yeah. don't worry, it'll be great. <laughs> and honestly, once you do something for the first time and you realize that you don't die at the end of that video or that mm-hmm. speech or whatever, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Because we make exactly. up in our heads this, you know, worst case scenario. scenario. Yes. Right? Are you a fan of This Is Us? Because I know you're a fan of Grey's Anatomy. So is, is This Is Us one of your shows as well? Okay, don't be mad at me. I've never watched This Is Us. <laughs> oh, okay. Not mad at you at all. Not mad at you at all. But the reason I bring up This Is Us is because there's a character in the show, he and his wife, when there's like tons of stuff going on, they play this game called Worst Case Scenario. Mm-hmm. And they go there. And then they just share what they're thinking in their head with their partner of Worst Case like, how is this going to end? And they go all the way to the deep end. So it's funny that, that I wanted to bring that up because I'm like, oh, maybe that's what you do in your head is like, before you do something, you go worst case scenario, they're going to hate it. They're going to laugh me off the stage. And yet none calm of those, me out. Calm me yeah. out. But yet none of those things ever happen. No, it's always the opposite, which is why I don't know. I don't understand why I keep doing it. <laughs> it's the opposite that usually happens not the worst case scenario like aliens are not going to come and abduct me because i did such a horrible job the things that we think in our heads are absolutely crazy sometimes because it it really is the worst of our imagination Mm -hmm. and i'm starting to use that again change reframing the thought right Mm -hmm. what's the best that could happen i can meet somebody i could you know get a standing ovation Like, what are the best things that could happen instead of thinking what are the worst things that can happen and planning towards that? Or your ideal client happened to be watching that, really loved it, Mm -hmm. slid into your DMs, and now you have a new contract coming up for thousands and thousands of dollars. Thousands and thousands of dollars. (laughs) Cool. Okay. So that just reminded me of something that you said like a little while ago that I want to bring forward because I think this is that this reel that you just did you can now tuck it into that file that you have. What would, what did you call the file? You're like- The you go girl file or the good go, for you file. Yeah. The good yeah. for you file. I love that idea. Yeah. That's your collection of kudos of achievements to really help combat that negative imposter syndrome monster. So when it starts rearing its head, you just go back to the file and been like, nope, I'm awesome. And here are yeah. all the people who think that. Here's my credentials. Here's the proof and the evidence yes. that I am the badass Who I think I am. Yeah. woman that I think I am. Exactly. Oh, that's a great yeah. tip. I think I need to start making one of those <laughs> folders and files and like save them away or testimonials, you know, just things that we collect over time that we're so quick to forget, but we always mm-hmm. remember the negative. We always remember the critique. We always remember where yes, we didn't that's what do stays well. with us. What stays that's with what us. stays with us. So yeah, we definitely need a file where we're, you know, filing away all those big achievements or even tiny mm-hmm. achievements and just go back to it when we're feeling low mm-hmm. as to fill our cup. I'm a big believer in celebrating the small wins. So I will take myself out for oysters because I love oysters. <laughs> if I even get like an email back from a potential client, because it really took a lot for me to send that email in the first place. So when I get a client that's like, oh, let's have a call. I'm like, yes, you know, because that drafting the email, sitting it in the drafts, having conversations with myself, 
and then worst case scenarioing worst case scenarioing and then just blunt let's just hit send and then i just run away (laughs) and you know and then i come back and the email pops up i'm like oh hi no and then i'm like okay i deserve an oyster today (laughs) all right i love that too celebrate all the wins celebrate all the wins wins. all All of them because the small yeses lead to the big yeses right it's like you find a penny but a million dollars it starts with a penny right so celebrate all the small ones all the small ones yeah Ooh, i love it okay so clearly you are no longer frozen in time <laughs> you are thriving and excelling so i always love to ask my guests this question is now what what's going on with you now where are you you know what are you working on what's getting you excited about waking up every day tell us now what okay so now what a recently became a lego series play facilitator certified facilitator so i get to have my participants play with lego and really get some very interesting insights that come about i love play so one of the things that i was always known for as a trainer is that i would always have snacks so i was always have candies (laughs) you had me at food (laughs) that's usually the the ones that they'd be like oh tisha's training today okay she's gonna have snacks that's fine and i would always incorporate some fun activity because sometimes the trainings that I would be doing are very technical, Mm -hmm. very boring, but I would always find a way to incorporate an activity or play or something to, you know, not only liven it up, but also a different way of educating my participants. Mm -hmm. So last year when I was looking to, when I relaunched my company, I was looking to kind of update my skills and I was like, I really don't want to go back to school, but I want something that, you know, I can use that can help me get to participants in a different way. And I came across the Lego series play and, and you know, every pun in tech intended, it just clicked. And so as I did my research and, you know, I bought all the books cause I'm that type of person. Mm-hmm. I go on all the websites, get all the information that I can. And then I said, you know what? Yeah, this is for me. And so I became certified at the end of October and it's always great having these workshops, especially when the participants don't necessarily know that we're going to be playing with Lego. So there's a little bit of apprehension, but then it turns into genuine curiosity. And then it turns into surprise because they themselves are surprised at what comes out in the conversations that we have during a Lego series play workshop. Love that. Yeah. I love that. Similar experience on my end as well, you know, going through facilitator training and whatnot the methodology that I work through too is also play-based because they say Mm -hmm. that your true personality comes out when you're playing, Mm -hmm. right? Like the competitive part of you, (laughs) or are you more shy and reserved and letting other people on the team, you know, take the lead? Like, so Mm -hmm. when you're playing games, that's when who you really are, your authentic you shows up. Are you a risk taker? Are you conservative? Are you aggressive? Are you the captain now who's going to take charge and lead of other people? Or are you going to let somebody else lead because you don't, you know? So you show up as your real authentic person when you're playing games. So I love that Lego stuff. Oh my God, we got to connect on that. That sounds like so much fun. We absolutely do. And and one of the best things about the Lego series play is that it creates like you go, you revert to your childhood and that really creates an open type of environment where you can talk over these models that you've built and really express yourself so if you are someone that's more introverted in meetings and not necessarily one that would speak up 
this creates an environment that allows you to do so and everything is kind of designed around the model that you built right and then we can ask questions around that so i really love that methodology i really enjoy using it it's not for everything so there is you know sometimes clients will be like oh i want to do it and i'm just like ah this isn't necessarily the right tool for that mm-hmm. but you know when they are interested in it and it, and it works then it it does work it works wonders yeah awesome that sounds like so much fun and a great mm-hmm. tool to have in your tool belt right absolutely Excellent. Okay. So where can people find you? Where do you like to hang out the most on social? Even though I know you like post and ghost, I get that. Where can people find you if they want to work with you, if they want to hear more about Lego, tell them all the stuff. So they can go on my website, read. So R-E-I-D traininggroup.ca. They can send me an email at Tisha, T-I-S-H-A at retraininggroup.ca. They can look at my Instagram page, get some entertainment as well as some education um, at T-I-S-H-A-A, read, R-E-I-D, is my Instagram handle. And they can find me on LinkedIn. I love it. Love it. Awesome. Okay. I loved this conversation. I think so many people will resonate with your story because fear is that monster that lives in all of our closets that pokes its head out frequently and we have to figure out how do we shut the door and lock them away and move forward so thank you so much for just being so open and sharing your story about that time in life when you felt frozen in fear and what you did to move forward so just to wrap things up what would be two or three things for somebody who is currently frozen in fear right now Mm -hmm. that you can share with them to help them maybe thaw out a little bit and be confident taking those first couple steps I think one is just a reminder of what I said earlier, you know, every day that passes is another day closer. So, you know, it may not feel like it at the time. And also, I really rely on that I needed to kind of help me get through that and kind of clear the fog. Because sometimes when you speak to people, it gives you a different perspective of what is happening. So, you know, there's my reality and then there's the reality. <laughs> and it was helpful for me to get different perspectives of what my reality was to me and and reminders you're doing a lot better than you think you are we really tend to at least for me I really tend to be very hard on myself and I've learned to kind of lighten up and the Tisha that I show when I'm a facilitator or when I'm a trainer the lively one the talkative one the funny one the one that has grace for participants I've learned to extend that same grace to myself Right. So I treat myself how I treat my participants, which has helped. Oh my God. That's such great advice. And yes, we are always our own worst critic, right? Mm -hmm. We are hard on ourselves. And what I've found too personally, and this is something that I can relate to, is when I'm in my most fierce state, I reject myself on other people's behalf before they even have a chance to tell me no. So I'm like, oh, they're not going to. So my suggestion for people who are kind of sitting in that fear state is stop rejecting yourself on other people's behalf let them Mm -hmm. tell you know themselves exactly yes and understand that you know even when they tell you no you're gonna be okay yeah that no might not be a hard no it's just maybe Mm -hmm. a, a not now and not yet. Exactly. The moment is not right. Circle yeah. back. Come talk to me real soon. So exactly. yeah, just remember that. And sometimes no's 
are really good. Rejection is God's protection sometimes. Yeah. Rejection is redirection sometimes, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you gotta, where you thought you were supposed to be is not where you are actually supposed to be, right? So yeah, take that, you know, and understand that as well, that no is could be not now, could be not yet. It also could be a redirection to where it is that you're actually supposed to be going. Yeah, because I think that's the probably number one fear that m- most people have is the no, is the rejection. Mm-hmm. How will people perceive me? You know, pe- what people think of me. Yeah, um, and just reframing those things as it relates to your fear, and just know that it's not real. Yeah, uh, it's, and it's big most of the times people are not thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Guess what? Most of the time, people are thinking about themselves. Just like too- I'm thinking about myself, thinking, "Oh, what are people going to think?" People are probably thinking the same thing. So. just do it (laughs) I love that I love that oh my goodness Tisha thank you so much for coming on the show and being with us today will you come back absolutely okay (laughs) now that you've done your first podcast you know I think you're a natural girl I think we need to have you back on the show we need to talk about you know Lego and some more fun things so everybody thank you so much for tuning in today if this episode was helpful for you give it a like give it a share subscribe go check out her links and reach out and as always follow me at jess.loves.life and we will see you next week for another episode of i just blank now what bye everybody thank you so much for listening i appreciate it more than i can say Did you love this episode of I Just Blank, Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own Now What questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.